the social introvert. You can never bring somebody up if they don't want to go up. You can't. No matter how good you think you are, no matter how much you want to tell them, you could help them. If they don't want to go up, there's nothing you can do. 100%. But the reverse is not true. Somebody bad could bring a good person down. Because the negativity in the world is much more stronger than the positive sometimes. And the negative people can bring you down. So I stay away from negative people. Right. I just walk away from them. But you have to top, you know how it go. Let's zip in this up, we making it good. It's cold, up to the moon. I'm annoying it, been appointed. Got a blunt in both hands, double jointed. I won't lie though, I enjoy it. Dipping cold, can't call it, won't spoil it. My swerve is like I just learned how to drive. My curve is when you don't get a reply. I learned I wasn't always in the eyes. That turn, I tippy toes, don't shit. Take my Ooh. time. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ooh. I was throwing in the towel. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ooh. I was almost giving up. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Ooh. Look at me throwing up. Social introvert. Got a blunt in both hands, double joint. That is an unreleased track from Kanye West titled Top from the Spirits Over the Horizon Sessions that was recorded around May of this year. And I want to say that Kanye West is going to go down in history along with several of artists who have unreleased work. It has not been really released to the public like that. Um, as those tracks will give the officially released tracks a run for its money. That's just me. I've heard a lot of Kanye West's unreleased work and I'm like, damn, I don't know how this did not make the album or... What have you? I don't know because his Yandi sessions, Yandi sounded amazing, and I'm just confused. I don't like. I don't know how that album was scrapped. Uh, there's a song called Chakras that ended up being. Uh, let me see what it was. Sela on Jesus is King. Chakras hits much harder than that song, and I believe it features the dream. But yeah, I. I don't know. I I don't know. It, it's, it's my opinion. You know, you may not have to agree with me. You were like, well, that was kind of trash. But most of the people that I run into that take the time or are familiar with Kanye West's unreleased work to be like, yo, did you hear that shit <laughs> type of thing? So, uh, yeah, man, I really like that song. But yeah, anyway, let's get started with this episode. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast, episode 374. You can find the show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Davis. I have other social media handles as well. The Instagram podcast page is at the social introvert podcast and Twitter is at social intro pod. Send your thoughts. You got any questions, need any advice. You just want to hit me up and just talk trash and say, hey, nigga, you shit garbage. Um, you can do so by sending those emails to the social introvert podcast at gmail.com. So let's see what we got here today. I got a good response from yesterday's episode. I'm I'm really happy. Thank you. 
Thank you. I'm not sitting here trying to rag on the WNBA. I'm just saying they don't have much to show for it. So I don't see how it would benefit anyone. I'm I just I'm confused. That's that's just me. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for those who listened, shared, liked, subscribed, rated. Um, thank you. So, Roddy Rich announces new mixtape after fans call his album mid. I have not listened to the new Roddy Rich album, um, but let's get into this article. Following the release of his sophomore studio album, Live Life Fast. Some hip hop music fans are unimpressed with Compton rapper. Oh, Roddy Rich is from Compton. I didn't know that. Okay, with Roddy, uh, with Compton rapper Roddy Rich's career progression, the stu- Ugh. I'm already fucking up. The superstar <laughs> made a massive impact with the release of his debut album. Please excuse me for being antisocial. The project convinced many of Roddy's potential as the next big rapper with hits including The Box, Boom Boom Room, High Fashion, Peta, uh, or Peta, my bad, sorry, Jesus, and more. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like Roddy was able to successfully follow up his debut, falling into a sophomore slump and failing to meet expectations on Live Life As, which debuted at number four on the Billboard charts. With 64,000 first week sales. I'm going to stop there. Hey, there are people that would kill to sell 64,000 in the first week. Today, with the way streaming and everything's going, I would say that's impressive, especially in this day and age. But who am I? I don't know. And to be at number four, it's impressive. I mean, I don't know. That's just me. Let me see. With the amount of slander on social media about Roddy and his new album, of which only a few songs have stuck, like 25 Million, Thailand, and Late at Night, the 23-year-old rapper is already looking ahead of his next release, teasing his upcoming mixtape, Feed the Streets 3. Uh, Feed the Streets 3 come in 2022, wrote Roddy before reaching the people saying his new album is mid, adding, you niggas playing with my top. <laughs> One of the most popular responses to his tweet is from a fan telling him that he needs to bounce back because the new album was ass. After setting such a high standard with his debut album, many of Roddy's fans agree with that sentiment, wishing for even more from the talented performer. Will you be checking out Feed the Streets 3 when it drops? And do you have high hopes for it, despite Live Life Fast's initial performance? So, I don't listen to Roddy Rich like that. I will say I like the box. I think the box is cool. Other than that, um, I haven't listened to the debut album. And I have not listened to this brand new album that's out. And knowing that there's a Feed the Streets 3, I have not listened to the first two Feed the Streets. I'm going to take the time to go listen to it and see what I think. Um, this is Twitter. Uh, people have very horrible takes, very horrible takes. And people think my takes are horrible. But at least I can sit here and back it up and just say, it, it doesn't matter. Such as such is dope. Like, I don't do that. Like, I'm going to state the reason why I think Common's discography is better than Jay and Nas's discography. I can state why Jay-Z would potentially losing the verses if he faces the wrong individual um i don't think i want to get into that on this podcast um i'll be recording with cole jackson from government name podcast really soon i know he's gonna bring it up so i think that's why i'm not gonna sit here and just rant about jay-z potentially winning or losing in the verses honestly i don't give a shit um there's there's a few that would put a dent in Jay-Z's uh, in, in, in the competition of a versus against Jay-Z. I'm just saying. That's just me. Twitter is a place where you might have to just sit there. Not even might. You have to sit there and take with a grain of salt when it comes to opinions. With music related, non-music related, or what have you. Some have never picked up a book on sociology. 
And when it comes to music related, halfway through an album on the release date, they're calling it classic. And it's just like, what, what the hell? <laughs> so I'm going to take the time to listen to some Roddy Rich. Just because that was said. I don't believe that his album is mid, but I'm, you know, I'm going to give it a stab and, and see um, what the fuss is about with Live Life Fast. But yeah, like I was saying, take Twitter opinions with a grain of salt. <laughs> That's all you can do. And uh, yeah, we're just going to move on from that because I, I feel a rant coming on. Anyway, uh, let's see what we got here. What else? What else? What else? Morgan Wallen. If you don't know who that is, he's a country music artist. But um, apparently Morgan Wallen. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's confirmed. Morgan Wallen has best-selling album of the year despite racist rant. So, despite his racist rant earlier this year, country singer Morgan Wallen had the biggest-selling album of 2021, boxing out efforts from Olivia Rodrigo, Drake, and even Adele. Many fans are in disbelief that he was able to successfully bounce back from the incident. Wallen's latest album, Dangerous, the double album, sold over 3 million copies, effortlessly eclipsing Rodrigo's critically acclaimed Sour album and Drake's highly anticipated Certified Loverboy project. The biggest upset came after he outsold Adele's 30 album, which pulled in 1.4 million sales. His racist outburst stemmed from a 72-hour bender, which resulted in him checking into a rehabilitation center for 30 days for substance abuse after his rant went viral. His behavior led to his label Big Loud Records suspending his contract and a handful of major music networks pulling his songs from rotation. He was even banned from both the AMAs and the CMAs for the outburst. Unfortunately, the repercuss- ugh, repercussions only boosted his notoriety. Of course it did. <laughs> Bad publicity is good publicity, man. What do you t- come on? Uh, leading to a 1,220% increase in digital album sales and a 327% increase in song sales immediately following the incident. Wallen told Good Morning America before this incident, my album was already doing well. It was already being well received by critics and fans. Me and my team noticed that whenever this whole incident happened, that there were spikes in my sales. It seems that all you have to do is to boost your sales sales is to go on a racist rant. The country singer even made a collaboration with Chicago native Lil Durk for the song Broadway Girls. Really? Morgan Wallen has since made an apology on Instagram for his outburst. Um, where is the source of that racist rant? Cause I know somebody the other day was like, man, fuck Morgan Wallen. After, um, it was announced that he's supposed to be performing in Savannah, Georgia. And somebody was like, man, fuck, fuck that man. Blah, blah, blah. blah. He is racist and, and shit like that. Oh, <laughs> I want to see where the source of the rant comes from. Hopefully it's an audio because it is. Um, if it is, I'm going to post it or not post Yeah, just insert it here on the podcast for you to listen to because I'm that type of person. I want to hear it. I, I don't get offended like that. Um, and let me see. Ooh, they just keep. Okay, so. Yeah. M- Morgan Wallen rebuked. My music business. Every other article before this article that I just clicked on is praising how he has the best-selling album despite the racist rant. Cute. And that's cute. I want to know what the hell he said. Um. Uh, let me see. Um. Okay. Let me see. Okay, here we go. Last year during the Black Lives Matter protests that followed the killing of George Floyd. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know. I just... Uh, it's, that shit still fucks with me a little bit. Uh, Mickey Guyton, a country singer-songwriter posted on Twitter about being a black performer in the industry in the vile comments she receives daily suggesting that Wallen's behavior was hardly a surprise and questioning his promises to do better. When I read comments saying this is not who we are, she wrote, I laugh because this is exactly who 
country music is, Guyton wrote, became the first solo black woman to be nominated in a country category at the Grammy Awards with her single, Black Like Me. She added, I question on a daily basis as to why I continue to fight to be in an industry that seems to hate me so much. The country singer-songwriter Kelsey Balla, Ballerini uh, tweeted that Wallen's behavior does not represent country music, while another performer, Marin Morris, said the opposite. Jesus Christ. Wallen has been in the limelight for the wrong reasons before. Last year, he was arrested and charged with public intoxication and disorderly conduct in downtown Nashville. Months later, he came under scrutiny after he was seen in videos on social media flouting his um, social distancing guidelines intended to slow the spread of the coronavirus, drinking shots, kissing fans, and mingling in groups while not wearing a mask during a celebration after a University of Alabama football victory. That led Saturday Night Live to drop Wallen from an upcoming show. Wallen apologized, saying that he planned to take a step back from the spotlight for a while and go work on myself. Two months later, Wallen was invited back to perform on SNL. Oh, <laughs> and he appeared in a skit that poked fun at the incident. To no consequences, Wallen says in a clip, raising a beer bottle to make a toast. Yeah, that is this a motherfucker that don't um, learn from his mistakes. Or refuses to learn from his mistakes. Or refuses to take accountability for that matter. What am I talking about? Let me see. Um, okay. Oh, and here we go. Okay, the genre's biggest new headliner so far this year. Wallen currently has received number one album in the United States for three weeks running. Having found traction even on streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music, where country has traditionally struggled. But all that threatened to crumble starting Tuesday night when TMZ posted a video, seemingly filmed by a neighbor, that appeared to show Wallen returning from a night out in Nashville and shouting at someone to take care of another person in his group, referring to that person with a racial slur. Ooh, and here's a link. Ooh, bruh, you better be glad I can't. It will not play for me. Purposely, it was not going to play for me. Okay, cool. Anyway, it's on TMZ, so it's confirmed. This really happened. Um, the country star and a group of buddies had spent the, uh, had spent a night out in Nashville when they arrived at Morgan's house around midnight. They were extremely loud, honking horns and talking loudly, loud enough to piss off neighbors. One of the neighbors began recording the antics as Morgan appears to stumble towards his house. He tells someone to watch over a guy in his group. He says, take care of this pussy ass motherfucker. And then goes on to say, take care of this pussy ass nigger before finally heading in. And he mentions this several of times in the video. Let me see. And then here's another video. It won't let me play, but it says that a lot of noises just continued, um, you know, overnight and, you know, till the early morning, more uh, horns honking from the vehicles and all of that shit. So in Lama's terms, a uh, piece of shit, all around piece of shit. Um, anyway. I didn't even know who that dude was until I seen uh, the name floating around and they said he was coming to Savannah to perform and my homegirl, <laughs> my homegirl, she actually likes country music. My homegirl, she was like, fuck Morgan Wallen. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> What's wrong? She's like, man, fuck him. He's racist and shit like that. But anyway, let's move on to some new music. So. As I mentioned yesterday, Makami has a new album out titled Hot Candles. This album is Pure Flames. I love it. I enjoy the hell out of it. Makami is, bruh, ridiculous. Uh, part of Griselda Records. So, Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, West Side Gun, uh, Boldy James. You already know what you're getting uh, with these guys. But my favorite joint from this project is titled Separation of the Sheep and the goats check it out yes yes all the stones on my neck are visibly set you're visibly upset all this civil unrest i'm physically distressed call it how it is now what's politically correct say it with my chest three words liberty and death regardless with
this party jacket and give it context. Shit weak, making they critiques from an armrest. Make a movie on my life that's on set. Whole lot of blue and red without an S pawn test. Who want this? Separation of the sheep and the boys. Relax the book of revelations on the seat and the roars. I book the reservations on the beach and the boys. Relaxing. Separation of the sheep and the boys. Separation of the sheep and the boys. Relaxing. The book of revelations on the seat and the roars. I book the reservations on the beach and the boys. Relaxing. Separation of the sheep and the gourds. It's looking cloudy with a chance of meatballs. I keep sauce and we got enough in there to make the dinner three calls. See loss and remorse in your eyes. I read thoughts for the guillotine swing and knock the head clean off. When I shook your hand, I knew that you were soft. You out here getting left on scene, dogs. You're not on the scene, dogs. It don't matter if you style a southpaw. Frontin' like some violent outlaw. You smiles and south star. And Billy Finn and lead the game exactly how he came in. See how they look later for being slow on my payment. Waving at my arraignment, screaming. All us blacks got it sports and entertainment. Until we even, demon. You getting all this demon. Till these crackers decide I did something that's worthy and redeeming. Where I'm from, you want if you had your freedom. Getting 25 was the only lifetime achievement. Dealt with bereavement. The pavement of my mind dry long before you could write anything in the cement. See what I've seen, you be slumped up in the alley. I'll hear you lucky if you're not a junkie or alky. Perfect strangers, no balky. Smoke you like Korean barbecue, you know where the cow be. So holla at me if you want the dome back. Not bad for some gibberish and monotone rap. Separation of the sheep and the boys. That's the book of revelations on the seat and the roars. I book the reservations on the beach and the poor. Blessings. Separation of the sheep and the boys. Separation of the sheep and the boys. That's the book of revelations on the seat and the roars. I book the reservations on the beach and the poor. Blessings. Separation of the sheep and the boys. Once again, that separation of the sheep and the goats off of the brand new project by Makami titled Hot Candles is available on all music streaming platforms. Go check it out. Um, Let's see what else we got here. What's next? What's next? Yeah, man, that Morgan Walling cat is garbage. (laughs) Let's see what else we got here going on. Um, no, no. Oh, here we go. Tyler, the creator, Tyler, the creator right now has been talking about changing his name. Don't know why, but whatever. Let's uh, go on with the article. Tyler, the creator is slowly growing tired of his stage name, noting in a recent interview that as he grows older he's considering identifying by his legal name more seriously oh okay the 30 year old rapper is closing out on a sensational year with the release of his widely celebrated album call me if you get lost and he's letting fans know more about him through an interview with fast company the interview which went live a few days ago includes a portion where tyler speaks about how he came up with the stage name explaining that he went by three different names online before deciding on his creator moniker let's see got here my stage name was from i made a myspace page when i was 13 i had three of them one was a regular for friends another one was for something else and then the third one was just ideas i would put drawings and photos i would take and i would upload beats on there said tyler i started using that one more and random people from kentucky would be like cool beats bro and so i just kept the Tyler the Creator thing going and you know I'm 17 in high school around LA the name's getting around and I kind of just kept it as my stage name it's really dumb but it stuck with me so it just works but my full name Tyler Akonma in all caps just looks really cool so you might see more of that I don't know I'm getting older and I think when people get older they start to realize shit you just start changing for Tyler's recent work on the Golf LaFleur capsules he has used his legal name in the credits, going by Tyler Akonma in all caps, He, as he said. What do you think about Tyler considering using his legal name more often in the future? Go for it. 
go for it. That's why I was like, what is he changing it to? And then now as I'm reading this, um, where he said he's thinking about using his legal name, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I already know what his legal name is, so go for it. Tyler Oconma. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler the Creator, man, is so weird to look at this dude now. And I remember exactly where I was when I first heard Yonkers. I was in the West Coast. Um, the v- <laughs> I was, I think I was watching MTV uh, Jams, the MTV Jams channel was Comcast, cable service, whatever. And let's see, I, I was Ryan Leslie had just went off. I was because I was jamming to Ryan Leslie. He had just geared up to drop his new project titled Less Is More. He has he also has a project by that name. Dope album. And all of a sudden, Yonkers comes on. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is weird. And the dude just sitting here with this deep ass voice. I'm thinking this is I was like, this is probably like a 40 year old ass nigga. And right as the first verse ends, he takes the bite of the roach. And I say, Okay, I like this guy. Who is this dude? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck just happened? Did he just eat this roach? And me and my boy Jay are just like, that didn't just happen. Ever since then, I was just like, all right. All right, okay, I'm rocking with him. We just wanted to know who he was. And then that was a whole controversial thing. The Our Future Wolfgang killed them all collective. Such a weird crazy time but um i would never take it back that was a wild era and he had a lot of parents terrified <laughs> shout out to tyler shout out to our future actually shit man what a time but yeah um i'm down with that so i can't wait to see what he does with his next album i love flower boy i like igor a lot uh, this brand new album that came out this year, Call Me If You Get Lost, great. He still got it in him with the rapping. And hey, um, bring it on, bro. So I guess, let me see. Two, he drops every two years. He's like right on schedule. So hey, we'll see what happens in um, 2023. Uh, let's see what else is going on real quick. And some other news. Mm-mm-mm. all right and i'm not letting that go we're still doing the um we are still <laughs> we're still doing the writerprisoner.com stream on friday like that's set in stone i don't care ah uh, okay tyler the creator cannabis it's funny Cannabis explained why he left rap and enlisted in the U.S. Army. <laughs> I don't even want to read this article, but he says he was blackballed from the industry. I don't I don't know how much I want to believe that. I, I don't know. Anyway, Cannabis is a name that millennial hip hop fans will likely recognize. <clears throat> While he may not be as culturally relevant in recent years as he was at the start of the millennial millennium, excuse me, the 47 year old Jamaican born New York raised rapper is still regarded as one of the greatest lyricists of his time. I no, 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 no. His music career <laughs> was shadowed by a lot of drama through including controversial feuds with the likes of LL Cool J and Eminem. Still releasing music consistently in 2021. Cannabis hasn't. Let me see. Oh, fix that error. Cannabis hasn't exactly given up on his passion for rap. He did, however, take a break when he enlisted for the army following the release of 2000 BC. Speaking with bootleg Kev about his departure from rap in 2001. Cannabis explained his decision to enlist in the army. He said it was right after September 11th. That experience at that time, I made a record. Um, See True Hollywood Stories. That was the album. Recall Cannabis. The album was satire. It was the album was satire. It was what? 
hey, hot new hip hop, fix y'all shit. It was just done to kind of like allegorically make an album that was, you know, to get under the skin of folks that were saying that, yo, man, I want the records to be hard. I want you to spit harder. The beats, the lyrics, I want more. And then I gave them less, right? By making a record like that, and the record was strictly just something to, it wasn't serious, but it was something that was still, what? Hot new hip hop. Whoever are your, whoever you have as article writers, please get rid of them. Get better article writers because this shit is all over the place. Uh, anyway, it was something tangible. You could have went out and got the artwork, look at it, open the fold out and be like, who's that guy wearing that shirt? Why is he writing that? We paid 25 bands for the source ad and the source was scared to run the ad because of the relationships that they were saying could have been ruined and they did it for the money and then after that they turn around and blackball me further and took money to blackball me the way i felt at that juncture was like you know what rap ain't it i'm still young enough to go out and make a difference um okay oh bootleg kev has a podcast everyone has a fucking podcast nowadays i'm not a hater i promise i'm not a hater um never been a fan of cannabis I don't see why people are like, man, he's one of the best lyrical rappers ever. And you let LL Cool J get the best of you. That's my problem. You let LL Cool J, you let what Todd James get the best of you. You know what? Fuck this. I'm moving on. I don't want to get mad. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't want to get upset. Uh, let's see what else we got here as far as new music goes. So, Tory Lanez has a brand new album out titled Alone at Prom. No one's talking about it. Um, you guys are weirdos because you believe anything that you read off of first glance. Uh, but this album is really dope. It, Tory Lanez is a talented nigga. I'm sorry. This, he's good. I didn't know he was this damn good. He is good. Anyway, uh, Alone at Prom... The soundscape of this album is retro wave, synth wave type of sound. It's leaning more towards what The Weeknd is currently doing, like, you know, since Starboy and a lot of the stuff that he's doing as of late. Uh, this is right up that soundscape. So um, I'm I'm pretty shocked that he went this route, but it's not bad at all. I really enjoy it. Real quick, one of my favorite joints off of this album is titled Pink Dolphin Sunset featuring T. Check it out. The Social Introvert.
That's Pink Dolphin Sunset by Tory Lanez featuring T off of the brand new album Alone at Prom. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check this album out. The entire album sounds just like this. Synth wave, retro wave is, is my type of shit. I love that shit. Uh, shout out to Tory Lanez. And it looks to be as if this man is innocent, as I said all along. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say thank you, Cole Jackson from Governing Podcast, for randomly accepting <laughs> to do that episode with me. The the Bussin' Back episode that I did, I think, yeah, a couple years ago during Thanksgiving holiday. I said, yo, fam. Um, not a couple years ago, last year. And I said, yo, fam. Um, yeah. You got time to do this? He said, I'm up. Let's do it. And is what I suspected. They, something, whatever was going on between Tori and that girl, Megan got upset too because he was messing around with her. Like I said, I won't dare, but I'm pretty sure I, I can guess what, what happened from there. Kelsey probably shot at Meg or something like that. And both of the women, since they're besties and they've been besties for so long and we can't break up a friendship. So let's conspire together to overthrow Tory. You know, he's independent now, like he owns his masters. He's gaining a bunch of notoriety in his music career. Let's just bring him down. Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the third, whatever. I don't fucking know. Listen, here's the thing. In situations in general, domestic violence, child support, anything like that, a woman may not even really have to know the other woman like that, but women will always stick together. Always. Feminism, women's rights marching, they could be completely wrong. It it doesn't even matter what it is. A woman will always side with a woman. Even when the woman that they don't even know from a can of paint, not from Adam and Eve, is completely freaking wrong in what she did a woman's always gonna side with a woman a lot of men don't understand that it's a simple concept that a lot of us do learn at a very young age but men in their grown-ass age some men i don't think they know this concept so (laughs) i think men have to do a hell of a lot better with sticking together and supporting each other and right now i'm gonna focus on black and white men black men we can't sit here and get in our emotions um, about white men. And I'm not saying all white men have this view and that they support Trump, but I'm just saying, for instance, in a scenario, um, something might have happened and the white man might have been right. He might have been 100 percent correct and everything. We can't get mad and in our emotions saying, well, he supports Trump. He voted for Trump and blah, blah, blah. I don't like his views and and he, he thinks blue lives matter and shit like that because it's far more broad than that. White men, we can't sit here and look at a black man's appearance, not even the appearance. The the, the black man could be dressy, dressed up as preppy as a fucking Harvard student or straight out of Princeton or HBCU. We can't sit here and just have this one-off negative connotation about a black man when we first look at him. We got to do the fuck better <laughs> supporting each other because um, the way the system is set up, the court systems, we ain't got, bruh, we ain't got shit on our side. And it don't matter if you black, you white, Asian, uh, turquoise, don't matter. Men, we have to do a hell of a lot better with standing up for ourselves. So that's why... When people look at me crazy because I said, Tory Lanez is innocent, is what I said. I was like, Tory's innocent. I mean, until he gets proven guilty, he's innocent because we don't know what the fuck happened. There's no concrete evidence on this man shooting her in the foot or him saying dance bitch or anything like that. So, yeah, that's just me. And y'all, y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. Knock it off and stop acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, this nigga's crazy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Tory Lanez. Um, dope album. I think my favorite joint off, off this album is, besides Pink Dolphin Sunset, might be Ballad of a Bad Man. 
uh, Pluto's last comment, uh, 87 Stingray and Hurt from Mercury. But regardless, fire album. So uh, before I get up out of here, I want to say, ooh, I said before we get up out of here, take a shot. <laughs> Rest in peace to John Madden. Passed away at the age of 85. Wow. Like legendary. Legend. <laughs> a fucking legend, man. Like, I don't even know where to start with John Madden. And I'm not, yeah, I mean, I'm laughing because yesterday um, I went to this back and forth of my DMs with somebody. You're like, I don't get why people are so sad that he's gone. I mean, he was 85. It was about time for him to go anyway. And it's so weird when people say that. Because it's like, imagine if it was a, a loved one of yours. Imagine if you were related to John Madden, how would you feel? Would you be sad or would you be saying some dumb shit like that? Or would you really just genuinely be sad? Like a lot of us were like, holy shit, John Madden's gone. Like I watched my dad, like a lot of us watched my dad and his friends play the very first Madden when it came out. Um, not even, yeah, a lot of us did. Um, and over the years, we still watched our dads play it. As we got a little older, we were playing it. And a lot of us in our grown-ass age are buying Madden every time it comes out just to play it, to see what it has now, like the new specs and everything. We anticipate to see who's on this video game cover every year. Um, I haven't played Madden in quite some time, but even me now, I get really excited because I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to see who's going to be on the cover. And it may not be somebody that I'm a fan of, but regardless, I anticipate for it because it just, it became tradition. Um, like even some of the games that I watched, like the playback games where he was calling games with Pat Summerall and shit like that. Um, I remember there's this Nickelodeon thing and I can't remember. No, no, it wasn't Nickelodeon. It was Cartoon Network. Yeah, it was Cartoon Network. This is when they were still playing Droopy, Tom and Jerry, Courage to Cowardly Dog was fresh. Uh, you know, What's New Scooby-Doo was getting ready to come out. It was a lot of shows around that time that were getting ready to come up, uh, come out. And on top of that, they were still playing some of the older stuff. But they got John Madden and Pat Summerall. I forgot what it was, but it involved all the cartoon characters of Cartoon Network. And it was some of the coolest shit ever. I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, man, it's just little things like that. When I was young at the time and I'm like, oh, it's John Madden. I wasn't really familiar with Pat Summerall, but I took my time to search and learn about him after that because he was affiliated with John Madden. So it's just memories like that. When somebody passes, man, rather it be sports or music or, you know, film, you're like, damn, dude, like they're really gone. Like it, it saddens you a bit. So I say to those people who aren't aware of John Madden, please take some time out, research and learn about John Madden. Learn about him. Dude is a freaking legend. And it's. I, I mean, I feel like it's a disservice if you don't take your time out to learn about him. He's a staple in football. That's just my opinion. I don't care what anyone else thinks. Um, rest in peace, John Madden. And with that being said, that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode 374. Real quick, shout out to Random Tandem Podcast, the 12 Cow Podcast, the John Effect Podcast. We came from Bad News to Awkward Millennials. Ignorant Philosophy, Reasonable Ignorance, Conversation Con Artists, and of course I can't forget about the BYNK family. Excuse me, my allergies kicking in. Oh shit. <laughs> shout out to Shogun and Cole Jackson of the Gummy Name Podcast and shout out to my dude Rain Coleman from the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. Shout out to Whitney from the Sex with Friends Podcast. Last but not least, shout out to Jasmine Blue. She's one of our BYNK blog content creators. I'm also a blog content creator. You can go to bynkradio.net, go to the lifestyle section, scroll down to see social introvert. 
And we also have a new blogger on our site, Rob Immortal. With grown man shit, he drops every Monday. This is his 10th blog, so be sure to check him out, man. He has some great content. Uh, if you want to follow Rob Immortal, you can do so by going to Instagram and Facebook and following him at The Immortal Mindset. He also has a Twitter handle, which is My Immortal Mind, so be sure to follow him there. Be sure to check out our brand new podcast, a part of the BYNK Podcast Network. As I said before, Sex with Friends podcast <clears throat> drops every Wednesday. is hosted by Whitney. You can follow her on Instagram. She has two. The first one is at Wit Janae, W-H-I-T-J-A-N-A-Y. And her podcast is at Sex with Friends Pod. You can find that under the BYNK Productions feed on Spotify and SoundCloud. You can also follow Sex with Friends podcast on Apple Podcasts. Our second brand new podcast is We Watch This hosted by one half of Government Name, which is Cole Jackson and Rain Coleman from Carefree Black Nerd. It is a podcast centered around black cinema. Season one, you can go check out, which is based on black cinema in the 90s. Season two is currently out right now based on black love in cinema. Um, really, really good second season, man. So hurry up with season three. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, be sure to check that podcast out as well under the BYNK Productions feed on Spotify and SoundCloud. And, um, you know, as usual, happy holidays. Happy New Year. I love all of you. Uh, thank you for supporting the boy. And I'm just, oh shit, we getting close to 400, man. I might take a month off. No, I'm just joking. I'm not taking a fucking month off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm going to be bored out of my mind. <laughs> but we almost at 400. Um, so it, it's a lot of stuff going on. I've, I always say this, man. It's, it's always a lot of shit going on. Um, Here's the thing. So I got a cap and gown. You heard me talk about this last week. And I just got it just to say I got it. Um, they give you the opportunity to walk at a later date. I'm online in my school. The building is in LA. I might do this when I, cause I'm, I'm going back period. Um, but for this virtual graduation here, the virtual graduation is January 14th. I don't want to sit here and look like a bozo in my cap and gown in the chair. Where I don't know. Now I sound like a, now I sound like an asshole saying that now. Cause I'm like, bro, be grateful. You graduated be proud and wear your cap and gown you know what i'm saying see my grandmother would say something like that she's like stop being stupid and wear your cap and gown <laughs> but i still feel like a bozo just sitting here at home in a cap and gown like i don't have any photo shoots set up for it i mean i could see if i did have some setup yeah i would wear the cap and gown but i don't see the point so whatever i just got it to say i got it and I was happy that I finally achieved something that, you know, and that I really like doing that I fucking enjoy. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. 8-Bit Dreams, which is the brand new podcast that I'm working on is a video game podcast. Been working on it for a while. Um, I'm scared to put it out. <laughs> I'm so scared. Oh, shit, bro. I'm, I'm terrified. I don't want this shit to be trash. Uh, but it's a lot of video game sounds incorporated. My original video game sounds production incorporated into this podcast. And I want to have guests on, well, more so on that than the social introvert podcast. It would be great if I had guests on here all the time, but the way that I drop and the way other people's schedules line up sometimes kind of makes it difficult. So I get who I can get at times. Um, I really want to take my time with 8-Bit Dreams. And I'm thinking about doing it as seasonal only, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I'm doing myself a disservice if I, if I do it seasonal, but maybe not. So who knows? Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. And until then, guys, see you on the other side in 2022. Peace.
my time with you is where I wanna be. You fill my gaps and turn the house a home. You take me higher when I'm feeling low. I never saw myself with just one wife. But now I just can't wait to make you mine. So up the hill we climb and jump and die. You opened up your heart, I fell inside. Inside. They say a man that finds a woman is a good thing. Made it to the top, now we on. You're my baby. Hold each other close while the world's going crazy. Got a torch burning in my heart and you flamed it. Back to back, we practice patience and we chasing paper. What's better than you and I? We in love, that's our nature. I told you I got the map and I showed you what I made. No tricks up my sleeve, I got the time, you got the flavor. Your Christmas gumbo bomb, you let's sit and watch the Lakers. Let's keep it gangster now, now I don't really want it later. I look at you and smile, cause your energy's contagious. A better man I am, when I'm with you now I say it, say it, hey. Right here, the radio.